to talk to you this morning uh, about stress. And I think that a lot of times if in our world today, there is a lot of stress. And the title of my message is Stress, Enough is Enough. And I've had enough of it. Anybody with me? Just, I mean, let's just kind of figure out, we're going to have to have a little bit of war on, distre- on, tre- on stress. I'm distressed about the stress. <laughs> there was a, a lady, she was 102 years old, and uh, a reporter was interviewing her, and he said, he said, what do you attribute your long life to? And she said, um, well, all through life, I figured out that the greatest, uh, the greatest thing that brings stress to me is disagreements. And so I just decided that I would agree with everybody. And he said, I can't believe, he said, I don't believe that. He said, I just can't believe, I, that just can't be true. And she said, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we can't always agree with everybody, I think we can all agree that we can do better with our stress. Is there anybody here for the last month, you have experienced some sort of stress? Raise your hand. Okay, well, I'm going to be preaching at you. 98, 99.9%, I think, this morning. Um, I don't know if you ever thought about stress in Jesus' life. Was Jesus ever stressed? How, how did Jesus handle stress? Um, I think it's important for us to realize that the one who had the answers and the one who has the answers to everything in life, we can learn something from. And it's just, I think it's such an advantage to have Jesus in our hearts. It's such an advantage to to have his life before us where we can learn from him and learn of him. And everything that he did is still relevant today. And so we're just, we're gonna learn a little bit about stress this morning. And and, uh, I just, my prayer is is that we'll get a lot out of this message this morning. About 76% of adults say that they're stressed about the future of our nation. About 68% said that that in their lifetime that they believe that now is the lowest time uh, uh, of of our nation as far when it comes to people being stressed. Uh, Two in three adults, 66% said that the current political climate is a significant source of stress, and I might just, excuse me, add to that, that it may have something to do with the news. Their job, y'all listen to me, their job is to stress you out. Their job is to cause conflict in you. Their job is to stir you up, and if they're not stirring you up, they're not doing their job because they think if they can tease you before the commercial comes that you won't turn the channel because you got to know. Sometimes I just turn the channel just because they told me not to. <laughs> Stress. Stress is 
something, it's real. But we cannot afford to play the same game that everybody else in the world plays because we know the prince of peace. Jesus said, I am your peace. And when he said, I am your peace, what he's saying is, you can't get peace from any place else because if he is peace, that's the only place to get it. Peace comes from Jesus. I think we could probably go on and on about, I got a bunch more statistics, but who cares? We could all make up things, and if we just went aisle by aisle, we could all say probably something different that causes stress to each one of us. So I believe that it is extremely relevant that we talk about Jesus this morning and how Jesus handled stress. Jesus was a person who was constantly, you think about it, he was constantly under pressure. Uh, because of his popularity, people always wanted to be around him. He had to seek out times for personal privacy where he just had to get by himself. He intentionally did that. Everybody say intentional. <laughs> he had to seek out times uh, 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 where he could be by himself, but also people repeatedly misunderstood him. He was misunderstood a lot in his life. People repeatedly criticized him and ridiculed him. Oh, I can tell you something. If you don't ever want anybody to ever criticize you, don't do anything. Don't do nothing. And people will never say anything bad about you. You think about it. People who you criticize are the ones who are getting something done. Good or bad, people are going to talk about you if you're doing something. So uh, if you don't want to ever want anybody to criticize you, just don't do anything. Jesus was always, this is important, Jesus was always accomplishing kingdom vision. He was always accomplishing kingdom vision. And if Jesus, stay with me, if Jesus was always accomplishing kingdom vision, what should we be doing? Accomplishing kingdom vision. What is the vision that God has put in you for his kingdom? It will be a reliever of stress when we recognize that. Most of us, many times, uh, it's interesting. When I preach sermons, a lot of times I'll wait till I kind of get through the problem before I'll preach about it. It's not the case this morning. <laughs> I don't have it all figured out. As we look at the life of Jesus, we quickly, quickly discover that he remained at peace peace under pressure. He remained at peace when the pressure came. You can always tell if you have peace or not how you respond to pressure. It must be true. Everybody's silent. 
He was never in a hurry. <laughs> I, got, I got all morning. I say he was never in a hurry. Oh, goodness. Are anybody convicted yet? <laughs> he was never in a hurry. Woo! Think about it. He was always, everybody say always. He was always at ease. He had a calmness in his life that enabled him to handle enormous amounts of stress. How did he do this successfully? Stress, anxiety. The first thing to leave when we are overstressed and we have too much anxiety, the first thing that leaves is peace. And if we are going to have peace in our lives, we are going to have to be intentional with keeping the peace instead of be a peacemaker instead of a peace taker. There's a lot of takers out there that want to rob you of your peace but if you will protect the peace of God inside of you, don't ever let anybody take away your peace. How did he do all this? I would like for us in the next, what, 30 minutes to laser focus on the things that Jesus did in order to have peace in his life. And I, I, I have a lot of, <coughs> there's seven ways that, I've, that we have here, and I'm not gonna get to all of them this morning. We'll probably, we're gonna follow up with them next week and probably even the next week. But seven ways, simple ways, that Jesus handles stress in his life. Uh, and I encourage you to write, write down, take some notes because Unless, unless you have a photographic memory, you could don't, don't need to. But if, if you take some notes on your phone or bring your notebook to church, it's, it's a good thing. But th those uh, seven things to know who you are, number one. Number two, know who you want to please. Number three, know what you want to accomplish. Number four, focus on one thing at a time. That's a big deal. Five, make a habit of personal prayer Number six, take time to rest. Number seven, give your stress to Jesus. You see, he based his life on sound stress management principles. What, what are the principles that he used? Let's take a look at them. The first principle is identification. Identification. It's important for us to know who we are. There, we have today in our society, we have a thing called identity theft. And it's not just your, your uh, things on the internet. If we're not careful, we will have other people rob us of our identity. Because the truth is, is that the world wants you to be like everybody else. 
The world wants you to buy into this across the board, being a robot. God created you specifically different with specific gifts and specific talents so that you could just be you. And the greatest gift that you can give God is for you to be who God made you to be and not what somebody else says you ought to be. We've got to stop listening to people who tell us what we think, what they think we ought to be and start listening to Jesus. Too many times we want to go to the phone instead of going to the throne. God has an answer for you when you call upon his name. He is the one who created you. So because he made you, he knows you better than he, we even know ourselves. Identity theft, if we're not careful, the world will tell us who we are. Our friends will tell us who we are. But when God says who we are, it's like E.F. Hutton, you better listen. Better listen. Identification. Everybody say, I am. This is what Jesus said. Everything he said, when people say, who, who do you say that I am? He said, I am. And we look at it in, uh, in John 8, 12. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. In other words, he is the one that illuminates who we are. Darla has one of those mirrors that's kind of like a magnifying mirror. You ladies have one of those. I mean, it's like you look in there and you're like, ooh. You just like, I mean, you see a lot of things that you don't really see before. When you look in there, you're like, you know, you got little problems in there you never even seen before. Why is that? It's because it's magnified. And whenever things get magnified, I, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, y'all with me? I don't, I don't like, you go ahead and do that, Dora. I'm, I'm not. But don't we sometimes do that when God magnifies and he shines the light on us? And if he, it, it, you all know why the, the bars are always dark, right? <laughs> I've seen them on TV. <laughs> they say, the girls all get prettier at closing time. It doesn't even matter, it's dark. But what happens whenever you get used to the dark? You begin to kind of like, you, 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 you kind of get used to it. And then when somebody flips the light on, man, shut that light off. <laughs> and God opens up. He gets that magnifier out and he turns the light on. Too many times we are not man enough woman enough, child enough 
to bow up and say, God, show me who I am. One of the greatest gifts that you can give to yourself is to look in the mirror and let God show you who you are. God values you more than you could ever, ever imagine, but you're too busy looking at your faults when God is looking at your future. You're too busy looking at the problems that you have when God's looking at the solutions to your problems. And if we will focus on him instead of us, and if if we will not be offended by the light, but to walk in the light. And she sheds that light on our path and not be offended. <laughs> you with me? A lot of us just aren't comfortable. Let me tell you something. Being comfortable is way overrated. Jesus didn't say, I came into the world that you might be comfortable. I've never heard him say that. What I did hear him say is that you have to take up your cross and follow me. The things that I have for you may not be easy, but I will help you and I will go with you through these stressful times. And if you'll keep your eyes fixed on me, you don't have to have stress in your life. I am the light. Follow me. We won't walk in darkness, but we'll have the light. What does it say? The light of life. So when we have life, it's because we're walking in the light. You ever get, you ever get down on life? You ever just like, man, this is just... It's too much. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't even know why I'm here. Jesus said that he came that we might be have the light of life. And when the light shines on us and he brings that light to us and he shows us the path and we no longer stumble anymore. We don't trip over things. We don't trip over our own sin. We don't, uh, it's, it's, there's light and it brings life it brings health, it brings happiness, it brings peace. When we understand who we are and we are content with who God made us to be. That's the reason it says godliness with contentment is great gain. God wants you to be content with who you are and your godliness. I know a lot of godly people, but they're very miss. I was gonna say uncontent, or miscontent, but I don't even know if those are words or not. <laughs> They're not comfortable or content with themselves. Jesus said, we, in our godliness, he wants us to be at peace with who we are when God reveals it to us instead of making it cause more stress to us. We give it to God and we say, God, you inhabit me and fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can be more like you. But unless we're willing, stay with me, unless we're willing to embrace the process, we have way too much impatience in the Christian world today. And we get impatient with ourselves and we say, well, it's just not going to work. And we walk away from it when God's saying, hey, embrace the process of life. Well, I, just I didn't sign up for this. Well, let me tell you something. Eternity is a long time. You better sign back up for it if you want to go to heaven. Amen. 
That's all I got to say about that. So he said, and we say, I am. He just goes back to that. You remember Moses. I told you a couple weeks ago about Moses. He's like, uh, out the burning bush, and, and Moses is like, who should I say sent me? And God said, I am. And Moses is like, that's not enough. Can I get a name with that face? No. <laughs> it, too many times we're not good with I am, but really I am means I am what you need right now. Anything that you need, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am. That's the gift. So that's what he said here. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus knew who he was. And here, was, here is the first principle of handling stress in your life is identification and you simply knowing who you are. Now listen to me. If this sermon sounds to you like a pep talk, that's what it is. It's exactly what it is. God wants you to be edified, to build up in your faith, to be built up in the most holy faith. God wants you to understand that you are valuable in his kingdom, that you have a purpose, and that God has a plan for you. He, he doesn't want you down in the ditch. He doesn't want you down in the molly grove. And if, this, if the devil can stress you out on everything that comes your way, the devil wins. We got to kick the devil in the teeth and rise up above our circumstances and our situation and understand that God has the answer for the world. No matter what, he's got the answer. And not to be offended by the light. Know who you are. Oh. <clears throat> One of the challenges that we all have, I believe, is uh, I don't even know how to say this nice, but too many times we just try to be like everybody else. And, and the, the, our young people in school, if we're not careful, we'll try to dress like everybody, fix our hair like everybody else. And somebody's got to start the trend, and then, it, and then we follow the trend. And that's the reason Jesus said that we're like sheep, it's not a compliment. <laughs> it's not a compliment. He said, because sheep just follow other sheep. Uh, you know why the, uh, uh, the ram fell off the cliff? He didn't see the U-turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible joke. But the problem, the, it fits though. Because too many times we just follow other people. And even in business, We'll follow other business trends. We'll follow other trends. I believe that God has created his church to rise up and be complete and, and to be uh, unique and wonderfully made. And, and everybody, just look at your neighbor and you, you can tell that uh, you're not, you, you don't look like them. Some of you are going, man, thank God. You know, but... <laughs> God uniquely makes all of us for a reason, and we must embrace that. It's good. It's a good thing. So, 
this happens in churches today. A lot of churches, the buildings look just like all the other buildings. And then we got all these church meetings and, and then they tell you how to do this and they tell you how to do that. And if you don't follow this trend and this way, it's not. And so one of the things that, that the trend of the day is, is that, that a lot of uh, pastors of big churches, they tell you not to, not to have people walk down the aisle and accept Jesus as your savior that because you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, uh, it's just too intrusive and everything. And, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> we got to be who God made us to be and stop following the trends of the world and start following the word of God. We got to do that. We got to do it as a church. We got to do it as individuals. We've got to listen to the word of God and stop going to the phone when we need to be going to the throne. We've got to, got to. So if you don't know who you are, you will let other people pressure you into being somebody they want you to be. If you don't run your own life, somebody else will be happy to run it for you. If you don't like the way that you look, somebody else will tell you how to look. So there's a lot of stress in life that comes from wearing masks. We have a word in church for that. It's called hypocrite. And all that is is pretending to be somebody else. And it's an actor. That's really what a hypocrite is. It's just an actor acting. And let me just, let me say this. So I just challenge everybody here, across the board, me included, let's take a fresh look at who God made us to be and ask ourselves, am I acting the way other people want me to act? Or am I acting the way God wants me to act? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Or am I doing what other people think I should do? I think we all need to ask ourselves that question from time to time. And it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian or how spiritual you are. It's important to ask ourselves the question, am I the man? Am I the woman? Am I the boy? Am I the girl that God made me to be? And many times, if we're not careful, we will follow the trends of the world instead of the word of the Bible. <coughs> when this church was a lot smaller, uh, we started out, there was an old West Town scene in over where the Montgomery steakhouses in that area there and we we would hold church services uh in the in the old west town scene in the middle of it and we had church service there in, in that old community building we'd do church there sometimes then we moved over here to the texas perfection ranch in the arena we would do church services there for about a year and a half then we went over to the price ranch we did church services outside and if it would rain we would do church services in the barn and we had 
chickens in there laying eggs, honestly, during church. And, and it was just comical because the kids loved it. They could climb on the haystacks and everything. And it was just a, a lot of fun. But we prayed that God would give us a place. And when we moved on this property, there was uh, those that God had called to come here. And I had never, Donna and I had never uh, pastored a church before. We had never started a church before. We didn't read any material on church planting. And we didn't go to any seminars on any of that. So we didn't know what to do for sure. Uh, we knew that there was a vision, and we wrote down the vision that God had for us. And the next thing I knew, there was a lot of people doing what they thought was good, but there was a lot of different things going on, and none of it really correlated. And the Lord convicted me that somebody's got to lead this thing. And whenever I stood up to lead and begin to give direction, uh, not everybody wanted to follow. Yeah. But I will say this, as long as you have a multitude of people doing what they want to do in any certain situation, there's going to be chaos. And there has to be, God always calls an individual. Y'all stay with me. God calls an individual, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your home, whether it's out in the ballpark, whether it's in the arena, God calls somebody to leave. When you go down to that restaurant, somebody is in charge. And that's what God has ordained. And we who have been given authority in certain places, we need to rise up with that authority, not so that we can tell people what to do, but that so that we can show them what to do and to be a part of it because nobody is any better than anybody else because we are all servants of the most high God and we need to put the towel over our arm and when God says move, we move, but somebody's got to be in charge. And you see, if we don't rise up and recognize that, because I didn't, I didn't recognize that, and I just let things go, and, and God convicted me of that, and I had to rise up and be the leader that he called me to be, and for Darla to be the leader that he called her to be. And to the best of our abilities, we have tried to do that. Have we failed? Many, many, many times we've failed. But I'm going to tell you something. God's mercy and, and God's grace... Look, just look. look. Look what the Lord has done. But if I would have never embraced who God made me to be, if Darla would have never embraced who God made her to be, who knows, right? But God honors whenever we rise up and we know who we are and to the best of our abilities, we follow Jesus. And, and it brings peace to us. And is there stress involved? only if we forget these principles that Jesus used. That's good stuff. Everybody say with me, say, I am a child of God. Child of God. Th these are I am's, okay? I am. You think about that. I'm going to tell you who you are. You are a child of God. 
You need to hear that. You need to know it. You need to understand it. I am a child of God. Say, I am not an accident. Say, I was put on the earth for a purpose. Some of y'all are all saying it with me. <laughs> you were put on earth for a purpose. Say, I was put on this earth for a purpose. I'm talking about peace today, and I'm talking about how to deal with stress. If you can't get a hold of this, you're going to have more stress in your life. I was put on this earth for a purpose. Say, I am deeply loved by God. Deeply loved. Say it like you mean it. I am deeply loved by God. Say, I am completely accepted by God. Not everybody's buying in right now. You say, you, some of y'all are thinking, I don't feel like I'm accepted. Well, see, now that's the problem. You're living by how you feel instead of what God says. I can wait a minute for you. I am fully accepted. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I'm, I've, you don't know what I've been doing this week. God does not accept you because you are a goody two-shoes. God doesn't accept you because you do everything right. God doesn't accept you because you get up in the morning and do your devotion. God accepts you because you are his greatest treasure, period. Not because of what you do, but because of who you are. Sometimes it takes time for the revelation to be revealed to us. Patience is still a virtue. I hear people, don't pray for patience. It's a bad prayer. Well, let me tell you something. If it's a virtue, you ought to be praying for it. First Peter 2.9 says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. In other words, you are the ministers that God called into this community. Your royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. Okay, so in the first service, I just got through 1.2, so I'm going to quit now. is ate up with stress and other people will tell you because they are stressed you should be stressed too because when you're not stressed and you are at peace what you are doing you are letting the light shine in their life and it many times is offensive because they're so used to the darkness Somebody 
pulled out in front of me the other day at, on, on 105 here. I mean, it was really close. And, uh, and I was driving behind a pickup the other day, and they, they, they got over on one of those, the new, uh, the curbs that are everywhere out there on, on 105. It's like, and then they got, them, they got them like here, and then, then you're over here, and then they got them out here, and then you got to drive. It's, it's like, and he ran over one of them and got a flat tire. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of stuff goes on in the world. And if we're not careful, we can get upset about it. I'll just put it that way. And it's easier in the flesh to look at the problems. It's easier to see all the problems, whether it's financial problems, whether it's marriage problems, whether it's problems with the kids, problems with the grandkids, problems at work, problems in the church. They're everywhere, aren't they? But I would say this is when we focus on Jesus because Jesus is the answer. I just want to say to you, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Now, I know you have questions in the corners of your mind, traces of discouragement. Peace you cannot find. But for those of you who don't know, the Word of God is true. And everything, everything, everything He promised, He will do it for you. That's the reason I say that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Oh, we thank you. Thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. Thank you for your word that is living and powerful inside of us. Lord, we repent for allowing stress to affect our lives, our minds, our bodies, our souls, our finances, everything, Lord. We pray, oh God, that we would cast all of our care on you because you care for us. Help us to understand that whatever the issue and whatever the problem, that you are the answer, that you are the answer. And above you, there is no other because you are the way, the truth, and the life. I'd like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a second. This morning, if you've 
never invited Christ to come into your heart. I really want you to know that it's the greatest decision that you'll ever make in your life because without Jesus, there is no peace. But one of the things that Jesus said is that, that uh, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone open, I'll come in and be with him. God will never, ever, ever make you, make you serve him. You have to choose life and choose eternal life. So this morning, if you've never accepted him, maybe if you have and you just really haven't been living for him, simply by raising your hand, say, preacher, I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my heart. I need to make him the Lord of my life. Slip your hand up high, anybody. Preacher, that's me. I want to put a Bible in your hand. Anybody, anybody. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anybody, slip your hand up high. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for prioritizing Jesus on this beautiful Sunday morning, for getting up an hour earlier. You're the winners. Thank you, Jesus, for his church, that we could come into the presence of God, and for everybody watching online, that we can experience the presence of God no matter where we're at. I do have a question for you. And the question is, I don't know how to say this nice. Um, if you allow stress, have allowed stress to take place in your life, and you know you need to make some adjustments to that, and you know it's not God, raise your hand. You want, you want help. Uh, that's the other thing. Let's raise both hands and surrender to God. Lord, this morning, I just pray for everybody, Lord, that's got their hands up and help us, Lord, to, to understand that we can remain in peace because you remain in us and that we can uh, let the light shine in our hearts. Help us, Lord, never to be offended by your word, never to be offended by the light. Help us, Lord, to understand that you give direction as you walk. We can follow you. And, Lord, there's peace in knowing that we can just follow you and be part of your kingdom, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that we are your sons and daughters, sons and daughters of the Most High God, and that we can do all things through you, Jesus, because you give us strength. We repent of allowing stress to inhabit and take a hold of our lives. And today we choose life in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. amen. I love y'all. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. Got a prayer team up here if you need special prayer. Love you.